Hotter than a one-chip challenge and probably just as dumb. It's Bold Predictions on the Podcast Daily. It's Freaky Friday. That is Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham, and I am Austin Ward. And we are back. Forget about subdued peas, berm. Those aren't any fun. Although we still, I don't think, got any right last week. 0 for 9. Did somebody win one? I didn't. I was pretty close uh, on the like McCord would have thrown for more yards than than Austin Reed if he would have been allowed to play the whole fourth quarter. Like I mean, there, there's I'm going to give myself a half win on that one. Of course you will. Bill, yeah, did you get I, anything? No, I I predicted I think three 40 yard touchdown runs. They got one, and then I think another like twenty ish, twenty seven yard touchdown run or something like that. So I'm going to take half credit. Yeah. I, well, I guess I'll give myself half credit if we're just yeah. doing that for Jordan Hancock forcing a fumble. Um, and Ohio State scored two defensive touchdowns. I knew they would. Like, come on. <laughs> it was right up in here. Um, all right. So Ohio State, Notre Dame, bold predictions. We're going to try again to get closer. So not just not just half credit. Let's get some full credit. I'm going to flip a coin to see who goes first so that you guys can fight over it. Heads is Bill. Wow. You win. Wow. I didn't even get the pick and I still won. Wow. Yeah. Great. Uh, let's see. Where do, I'm trying. To, which of these three are you two most likely to pick, and which means I should do it first? Uh, let's go with uh, a big Mike Hall game. How about that? Uh, Come on! I, yeah, I think the, I, I figured you'd all be thinking along the same lines. Um, I liked when we talked with Mike Hall in the beginning of the year, uh, or maybe before the year, and we said, "Like, what's it look like when you're at your best?" And he said, "Did you guys like watch the Notre Dame game last year?" <laughs> We're like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Um, I think this is another game where where he kind of shows out and reminds people how dominant he can be just like he did last year. I think the middle of that Notre Dame offensive line um, at times is actually a, a bit problematic and, and probably something we have not talked enough about this year as we've discussed how good that, that offensive line is. I, I do think that it is a little vulnerable at, at guard and center and particularly at right guard. So I like two sacks for my call in this game. I like three tackles for loss. He only has four tackles all year, which is kind of crazy. I don't, I don't think he's played poorly, but he's not been – Maybe the consistently dominant player we thought he'd be, but I, I think that guy shows up on Saturday night. He's not playing a lot of snaps, you know. I mean, again, yes, he is. He's playing. He's the second most defensive I mean, tackle. He's, he's not eighty-six. Playing, he's not playing more than Tyler Williams. So, the, well, they the, played the, too. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he he doesn't seem to be out there like making the play. Tyreek's making the plays. Maybe Mike's freeing him up. Who knows? But I agree. This weekend is a big one for him uh, to to make something happen. Is it my turn, or do we have to flip a coin, or is it awesome? Flip it again. Yeah. Okay, flip a coin, Austin. Heads again. That's me. Damn. Well, oh, he's got that two face coin. Tough break for me. I do have one of those. It came with like uh, what was it? The two bonus face. DVDs back in the day. I <laughs> gotta have a two face coin and use it to mark my golf ball. I'm just kidding, Berm. You can go. No, no, I refuse. That's I think this is. Question. I think this is going to be a Cade Stover double ding dong. Mm. Uh, I can't shake the feeling. He's. He's been such a valuable weapon for Ohio State. Um, I think even more so than people may have anticipated or or me. Like we saw what he could do a year ago, but he's become a lot more adept at at finding space, even getting schemed open at times, whatever, however you want to put it. Uh the ball skills are sharp. He's looking impressive with the run after the catch and making I mean, I don't think anybody wants to tackle him. Uh people want to be critical of some of the work that he does as a blocker on the perimeter. I, I think that's fine, but he's he's showing the value in a lot of other ways to help the Ohio State passing attack. And, and also, he does still throw one or two blocks a game where you're like, 
that doesn't seem like it was enjoyable to be on the receiving end and it frees somebody up. He is really, really important to the Ohio State offense. If Notre Dame has to get creative to defend Marvin Harrison, and I would include moving around a corner, follow him wherever he goes on the field, if they take that step, which, you know, that's just a little bit out of out of the norm for college football defenses. Uh, I think it tells you how much concern there will be with Marvin Harrison and Mecca Buka. And if that does wind up being the case on Saturday night, Kate Stover is going to run wild and find the end zone twice. I like it. When you get, when Kate Stover gets to a, a double ding dong, do you get like 20% off beef from Stover Farms or something like that? That should be a promo. It's, it's BOGO. It's a buy one, get one. Love that. BOGOs are fun. Um, do you guys know that Sam Hartman's nickname is Father Time? Is that I did not. No, I just made it up. Uh, oh. But it should be because he's so old. But also because he spends so much time standing in the pocket waiting to throw the football. Uh, because <laughs> no one ever, no one ever sacks him. Okay, and Ohio State is going to sack him three times on Saturday, and three uh, of those three sacks, two of them are going to lead to Ohio State interception, and that's. A double ding dong because he has not been sacked. Wait, he has not thrown an interception. That's that's, that's not, not how football works. Two of the sacks will lead to interceptions. That's how. Then how are they sacks? You know, my brain right. <laughs> <laughs> two of the sacks are going to lead to turnovers. Okay, fumbles. Got my it. brain is fried. I apologize. <laughs> I, I I just don't sleep enough. Um, it did is you have a one, <laughs> did you have a one chip challenge before we started recording? No. Did you did you see that a, a teenager like died from that a few weeks ago? Yeah, they're stopping selling them. I believe it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, two fumbles, and they are they will be caused by Tyleek Williams and Mike Hall. Both of them will have a forced fumble, and it'll because be intercepted I, by JT Tuimola. I do think that the Notre Dame offensive tackles are really really good, and I I don't love the matchup for Ohio State against Blake Fisher and Joe Alt with Jack Sawyer and JT Tumaloa. I, I'm very much looking forward to watching the Joe Alt versus JT Tumaloa battle. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but I think the game, as Bill alluded to, the Buckeyes can impact the Notre Dame offense the most by going up the middle against Sam Hartman and getting to him that way. Two fumbles from Ohio State defensive tackles that are recovered by the Buckeyes. And that is how Ohio State will surge ahead early in the game. Mm, okay. Like that. Sam Hartman did fumble twice against NC State earlier this year. So he'll put it on the carpet if you hit him. Um, we have not seen the emergence of hashtag slot Marv yet. Uh, he has played only five snaps in the slot out of 82 pass snaps. Um, I think we see more of that this week. I think we see Ohio State do. I don't want to say like exactly what they were planning to do with Jackson last year against Notre Dame because we don't know what that was. But I think I think moving him around, um, maybe like weaponizing him in a way that they, they don't always do because you can just let him go win one on ones all the time if you want to. Um, I think he's going to get added attention as Austin said. So I, I think Ohio State's going to have to move him around to to get the ball into his hands, and they're going to do that a lot because he's going to set a new career high with twelve receptions in this game. Uh, he only has 14 on the year. He has one double-digit game in his career. He had 10 last year when he was just killing Joey Porter Jr. with slants against Penn State. So um, I think part of that, too, is being a security blanket for Kyle, right? Kyle McCord is making his first road start. He obviously trusts Marvin. Um, I think he'll look his way a lot, and I think Ohio State will put Marvin in position to get the ball quite a bit. So he's going to have 12 catches for 189 yards Ooh, and two touchdowns. 
that was my next question if is if it was going to be for a ton of yardage because a lot of the moving jackson around stuff was going to be shorter quick hitting routes mm -hmm. like, and you don't want to take away some of the deep stuff because we saw last week or the last couple weeks how effective that can be with marv but that's so i was wondering uh just how much yardage was going to be racked up yeah, I'm thinking like 189. I think approaching 200. You'll you, they definitely you'll see the deep shots. You're right because you need to do that, do that with Marvin. But I also think, you know, what he talked about in the offseason, he wants to add more to his repertoire in terms of yards after the catch, and I think we see a little bit of that this week too. Okay, I love it. I think Ohio State's going to block a punt in this game. Mm. I think this is a. So I I'm intrigued by thinking back to Berm's conversation on Tuesdays. Snappy Jays. Like, will Ryan Day actually treat this as a matchup, talent equated, tight, conservative game? I'm I'm gonna put units down that he's not. That this will be more of a aggressive in all three phases outing from Ohio State, and it, it feels like the talent advantage for Ohio State is never used to its real advantage and strength on special teams the way that it should be. If you are 1 through 85, so much better than your opponent, forget about returning punts and kickoffs. Let's just set that aside. You should be blocking punts. You should be blocking field goals with more frequency than Ohio State does. Sometimes they wake up and like, oh, hey, this would be easy. Let's just steal a, a short possession, short drive by blocking something down there inside the red zone. And it like becomes too simple for Lathan Ransom to just do that or Sonny Styles or or CJ Hicks whoever there's a bunch of guys that can do it for Ohio State I think they'll be aggressive and I think they'll come after it and I think they'll block one who's gonna do it yeah I mean you gotta drill down uh it will be Lathan Ransom deflected off the cast oh I like that it's because the cast like the cast gives you like Superpowers. Yeah, it makes you fearless, right? You'll do whatever you can to block that punt because your hand's yeah. already broken, allegedly. Can't, can't get hurt worse. Yeah. We've seen him do it before. He's not afraid. He'll stick it in there. He's very good at it. Yeah. He should do it more because <laughs> you know what else? Ohio State should try and block every punt because they're not good at returning them. Point blank, <laughs> period. I've given yeah. up on that. And they like, don't even care about returning them. They don't even care. They just want to catch it. So why even risk having someone back and, there? And sometimes yeah. they still don't. I yeah. don't understand what I'm watching. <laughs> just send 11 all the time. It makes zero sense. And especially like if the only goal is to catch it at the 10 yard line, then just let it drop. Like who cares at that? Point? Yeah. <sighs> I'm sick yeah. of watching. That we all got that out. That was cathartic. Yeah, it was. Um, Mayan Williams. Will be Ohio State's leading rusher in both carries and yards against Notre Dame on Saturday. Look at it. Look at him over here. Okay. He's distraught. I can it's still not. do mine. Okay. You can I mean, even if even if they were the exact same, you're allowed to do it. No one's gonna take that away from you. But um 14 carries a year ago for Mayan in the in the opener against Notre Dame. He was the sledgehammer in the second half of that game and really um iced the game once Ohio State got a lead in, in the third quarter and um or you know Mayan is a guy that has not been used much this year. He only has 18 carries through three games. He had 14 in that game against Notre Dame a year ago. Uh, I think you're going to see him double like his season total tomorrow. Uh, on, on tomorrow. Okay. Double his season total for carries. Yeah. Yes. Any any catches? Um, he'll probably have one or two as well, but because Ohio State will use the the running back in the passing game, but 18 carries, 100 plus yards for Mayan in two scores. Hmm. 
Mm, okay. Yes. We are we are of the same mind, Burn, because my my final bowl prediction was that mine's going to score twice in this game. I don't know. I I don't think I have a feel for who is going to be sort of the leading rusher or get the most touches. Um because I do think I, I think Travion gets like a minimum double digit touches every game. Um but I could see mine kind of reemerging here, but regardless, even if he doesn't, even if he still has his, you know, five or six carries like he's had his, these first three games, I think that goal line package with Mayan and Chip Trainum in the backfield is real with Chip as the lead blocker. And, and Ohio State's going to want to finish some drives running the ball physically, similar to how they did last year when Mayan scored that late touchdown um, in the fourth quarter. So uh, people, I, I don't know if they've like just kind of brushed Mayan aside because he's gotten into the games after. Travion and Chip, but but I still think they're looking at this as as a three man kind of committee at, at running back, and Mayan's really important when you get down, in, especially in the low red zone. So I think they use him down there twice, and he gets two scores. Hmm. Two votes for Mayan Williams. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should make it three. You guys are already no, out you're going to vote for Chip Trainum. We already know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a bold prediction for Chip Trainum, although I do think he's going to score a touchdown. My third was going to be on. The defensive side of the football, you know, so I can cover all three phases of the game. You must win matchup games in all three phases. That's right. Uh, and sometimes I'm easily influenced by the extra work and practice. My, it, it puts a, a seed in my brain. That guy is locked in. He's ready to go. He's doing extra work. He knows something that he's got to do. And I'm going to put it together from my notebook with a page that I'm stealing out of Bills, which is that Notre Dame's guards aren't very good. So how am I getting to this conclusion of Caden Curry having two sacks? If Ohio State lets him rush the passer on the edge, I think he, his manic in, energy is going to work, and he's going to get home, and he's going to spark the, the pass rush on the edge. If not, and he's lined up in the rushman situation on third downs against guards, good luck to you, Notre Dame, because I don't, I don't think that's a winnable situation for you, and I think it's an opportunity for Caden Curry to break through uh, in a major way. He was doing the extra work with JT Tuimoloau and Mitchell Melton after practice on Wednesday. I'm a sucker for that stuff. Uh, I, I write it down and I think about it all the time when I see it. I'm a I'm a weirdo when it comes to that stuff <laughs> in the notebook. But it's been building, I think, for him regardless. I know Berm has been uh, leading the bandwagon, the Caden Curry brigade for a long time. I'd like to see more of it. And I think this is an opportunity, whether that is as a pure pass rushing threat off the edge or kicking inside, which I think is a little bit odd. I like Hayden Curry in there. I think I would rather see Jack Sawyer doing it uh, to steal from yet another person who contributes content to this channel from Zach Bourne. But if it's Caden Curry against the guard, I like it a lot for Ohio State. Two sacks uh, in the Ohio State victory. I, like I it. have a Rushman package. There's there, It's used every once in a while. It's on top of the fridge. Uh, I'd like to use it more. That's where you come in. Larry That's John. where you come in, Larry Johnson. Um, is the wedding singer Adam Sandler's best movie? Yeah. No. Yes. I think it is. What's his best? Happy Gilmore is a cinematic masterpiece. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. It's a, it's a fine film. I just knew you were going to pick it because it's golfy. I also think Fifty First Dates is better with those exact same two actor and actress combo there i prefer that to the wedding singer yeah okay you jumped the shark i also like 50 first dates but the wedding singer is the best one yeah Yeah. (laughs) that song at the end with billy idol i mean it's just so romantic 
Good lord, it just tugs at the heartstrings. Does it? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It tugs at your heartstrings. Julia's last name is going to be Gulia. That's funny. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't um, know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I'm, again, I'm not saying I don't like the wedding singer. Nah. I'm not saying that at all. I would watch. I would re- rewatch the hell out of it, but I don't think it's number one on the Sandler list. Tom Accord completed sixty percent of his passes in week one, seventy percent of his passes in week two, eighty percent of his passes in week three. Where are we going, folks? <laughs> Where are we going? Now, let's who do you look keep at, looking at over there? Let's look at that. The uh, statistics. Let's look at it the other way. Work. Let's look at it the other way. Sam Hartman went from eighty percent, eighty percent to sixty-two percent to sixty-one percent. The minute he started playing defenses with a pulse, he got worse. Um, I don't think that Sam Hartman and Notre Dame did themselves any favors. Not that they could, not that they get to choose it, by what they've had in their early season schedule. Their passing game has been... They do get to choose it. They don't have a conference. Uh, I mean, they got to choose it this year. I, they they predicate the passing game. Now, one thing's interesting about Hartman, like they're throwing the ball for like almost 11 yards per attempt all season, which... Um, is somewhat surprising considering what Notre Dame's offense is, especially considering their wide receivers are not really dynamic outside of Chris Tyree in the slot. Um, they throw the ball to the tight end a lot as usual, but I think this is a game where Hartman completes 50% of his passes against Ohio State and throws two interceptions en route to four total Notre Dame turnovers. But Kyle McCord will throw for over 300 for Ohio State, again, completing 70% of his passes. To lead the Buckeyes, um, it, it's it's going to be a, a game where, in the national spotlight, I think people realize that Cal McCord is pretty okay, and, and he's going to have an opportunity to go out head to head against against a player that people are talking about for the Heisman and all this other stuff, and outplay him in South Bend, in route to a thirty-one to twenty-one Ohio State win. Who's talking about Sam Hartman winning the Heisman? Lots of people. Who are they? I, I, I've heard some like if he plays well in this game, he is in that conversation. Hmm. Yeah, people be talking crazy. People will say anything. Bram, I have a question for you. Uh, <laughs> what does the wedding singer have to do with any of that? <laughs> Nothing. Okay, I thought that question was going somewhere. No, I mean <laughs> apropos of nothing. No, he's, I, my, I guess my point is Kyle McCord is a piece of grade A, you know, prime <laughs> prime meat. Did you just like watch it last night or something? No. Why is this? Are you watching it right now? Is that what you keep looking at? Yeah. <laughs> it's that one scene right now where they're doing the uh, limousine drive around, you know, where they're, where they're doing the test drive. Yeah. It's awesome. It's great. No, I'm not watching He's it. Losing his mind. I mean, John Lovitz is amazing in that. The woman pays him in meatballs. <laughs> oh, it's classic. No, I'm not watching a movie right now. I was looking at the statistics to make sure that I got it right because. My brain's foggy. <laughs> so wait, is it is it two interceptions or four interceptions? Because that, four turnovers. Oh, four turnovers. Okay. Two interceptions, two fumbles. <clears throat> okay, glad we got that drilled down. But that will, game, it's thirty-one twenty-one is my score prediction. Thirty-one twenty-one. We give score predictions all over at the end of the week with the betting show. We've got weekend kickoff. We've got what else? We have a lot more coming as we get ready. Uh, as Berm and I hit the road to South Bend uh, later on today, on Friday, we'll be there. We'll have some uh, road beers later on. Bill and Doug, 
holding down the fort in Columbus. They will go live as soon as that game is over with the post-game show. Uh, you don't want to miss it. It's fantastic. Uh, they'll take your questions on the subtext. What's that number, Bill? Don't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what? <laughs> Crushed it. The other day you did it. There it is. It's 614-662-4509. You can get a 14-day free trial for that. Who remembers phone numbers anyway? Just plug that right into your phone and you'll be good to go. That's yeah, I know my own phone number. That's it. You guys want that one? Should I say that one out loud? How many other people do you know their phone number? Uh, my wife and like my dad, I think might be the only two. <laughs> two? Berm, how many numbers do you know? Cam Martinez. Uh, I know my wife's phone number. I know my twin sister's phone number. I know... It's weird. I still remember a ton of phone numbers from when I was like in sixth grade. Yeah, me too. But yeah. I, I do not know anyone that I've met recently in my life, other <laughs> than my wife. Technology has made our brains go soft. Oh well. Um, smooth brain brain stuff. Smooth brain stuff. Special, special stuff. Um, and that's what leads to stuff like bold predictions on Freaky Friday the podcast daily. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for following along all week. Now the good stuff has arrived. Ohio State at Notre Dame Saturday night. Stay with us on the podcast for full coverage of that, as always. That is Bill and Burr. I'm Austin. We'll talk to you later.